If you're tired of these promos, supporters get the podcast early and ad-free. Just go to donate.bogosity.tv for the links to sign up. Welcome to the Bogosity Podcast for the week of October 4th, 2020. The podcast that's going to roll this trucking convoy across the USA. This is your host, Shane Killian. Let's break into the news of the bogus. So you remember the McCloskeys, the couple that were vilified in the press for using firearms to stop an angry mob from storming their house, a mob that the press called peaceful protesters? Is it just me or is that rapidly becoming a euphemism? We've already talked about the prosecution falsifying evidence by modifying Patricia's handgun to make it functional. Now, in revelations that will shock no one, new information shows an urgency to charge among prosecutors. This information is in the form of emails, text messages, and a voicemail exchange released to KMOV, a CBS affiliate in St. Louis, by an anonymous source. By the way, as those of you following my coverage of the Julian Assange extradition hearing know, this is exactly the sort of thing the U.S. government wants to be able to shut down. The voicemails show Assistant Circuit Attorney and Chief Warrant Officer Chris Hinckley getting quite frustrated with St. Louis Police Sergeant Detective Curtis Bergdorf, the lead investigator in the case. Emails between the two start the day after the incident. And Hinckley said to Bergdorf with regard to Al Watkins, attorney for the McCloskeys who turned in the handgun, why the expletive does Watkins have the handgun? And he said that Watkins is, quote, a slime ball by many accounts. When asked about this, Watkins responded, If I am doing my job, I make some people say stupid things. If I am doing my job really well, I make public officials paid with taxpayer dollars say really stupid things. Nicely done, Watkins. Nicely done. Bergdorf had created a list of 14 reservations about how Hinckley had written the probable cause statement outlining the charges, claiming they weren't factual, including his referring to Mark McCloskey's gun as an assault rifle, which it wasn't. Assault rifles are fully automatic and medium power, and his was a low-power semi-automatic. Bergdorf called that a propaganda term. Hinckley responded, I'm more than willing to remove the term, but in alleging I'm using propaganda, you've crossed a line. If anything, your changes, conduct, and unexplainable edit in the PC strongly hint of bias or agenda. And Hinckley was heard on voicemail saying, Curtis, you need to call me back. I wrote a long email to you trying to ask a bunch of questions about what you said. Some of it was expletive. Now we need to straighten this out because I'm about done with this crap. Yeah, Bergdorf's the one that's biased. Right. Back in July, Circuit Attorney Kim Gartner, the lead prosecutor on the case, was given biggest bogon emitter, and she again shows that moniker was well-earned. In a statement to News 4, Gardner wrote, Due to ethical limitations, we cannot comment on pending cases. However, it's unfortunate that internal communications between the investigative agency and the circuit attorney's office was shared with the media. Yeah, I'm sure you feel that way, because transparency and journalistic review is clearly the last thing you want. Oh, but those ethical limitations hasn't stopped her from referring to the case in her campaign fundraising efforts. Give me a break.
If you're looking for ways to support this channel, but you don't have any spare cash and you can't stand advertisements, you can do so by generating your own cryptocurrency. Use the links at the bottom of the description to listen to the podcast and all of my videos on BitTube.tv or LBRY.tv to get cryptocurrency for the creator and yourself. Or if you listen to the podcast at the podcast page, you'll also generate crypto. You can also go to airtime.bogosity.tv to get the airtime extension and generate crypto for yourself and the creators on the web anywhere you go, including my YouTube channel. Get five tubes free just for installing the extension and signing up, and then simply browse the web as normal. Easily monetize your favorite creators and yourself with cryptocurrency without advertising on BitTube.tv or LBRY.tv or with the airtime extension at airtime.pagosity.tv. Okay, okay, I'll talk about Trump's tax returns. Not much, because people keep missing the main point of it, but I do have to throw brickbats at the New York Times who claimed that Trump only paid $750 in taxes in 2016 and 2017 when that very same article, if you scroll way down, mentions that this was simply what he owed. He actually paid over $5 million those two years. The extra amount was carried forward to later years. Oh, by the way, this is another story that wouldn't be allowed if government has their way in the Assange case. But the fact of the matter is, no one is even alleging that Trump violated tax law. So he followed the wonderful holy tax code with all the right and righteousness of the sacred social contract backing it up to the letter. He even paid a bit more than he was supposed to. So maybe, just maybe, it's the tax code they should be criticizing. The reason why he doesn't owe taxes is because several of his businesses are actually losing money, which isn't against the law either. And for some inexplicable reason, they have a problem with the $9.7 million tax credit that Trump claimed by renovating the old post office building in Washington, D.C., refurbishing it into the Trump Hotel, when the whole purpose of the tax credit was so someone like Trump could do exactly that. He's doing precisely what Congress wrote the tax code to incentivize, and this is a problem how? And if they're trying to claim that this is just a symptom of the rich not paying their fair share, people of Trump's worth generally shell out more than a third of their income in taxes, far more than people of lower income levels. Just like the earlier complaints about Amazon, this is really just another symptom of the press muddying the difference between income and net worth. Trump is worth billions, but most of it is tied up in things that aren't easily liquidable. They're basically complaining that he paid no income taxes on his net worth. The tax code is written specifically to prevent the kind of shenanigans they're accusing Trump of doing when Trump seems to have followed the tax code completely. At least, as of this recording, no one has been able to point to a part of the tax code he's violated. Although, as huge and confusing and contradictory as the tax code is, there might be something. But keep in mind that it's a basic principle of our legal tradition that cases of ambiguity always favor the defendant. Of course, in an ethical society, the tax code would be a lot simpler. In fact, it would just be three words. Taxation is theft. But really, 
Outfits like the New York Times are huge. They have to understand things like the difference between income and net worth, how losses offset income and can even be carried over to future years, and so on. They know this. And that's the real problem here. It isn't Trump, and it isn't even the tax code. It's the press deliberately lying to the people yet again and somehow getting away with it. If you're on the Wi-Fi in a coffee shop or hotel, anyone on that network can get your traffic. Do you really trust all of those strangers? For that matter, do you really trust your ISP? A VPN can protect you from prying eyes, disguise your location, and even foil government censors. It's essential in this day and age. So go to vpn.pagosity.tv and you'll be taken to BoxPN. Starting at just $2.99 a month, you can get unlimited high-speed connections to VPN servers all over the world. And they don't log connections, so your privacy is assured. Traveling abroad, just VPN home. And don't worry about what those other governments are doing. Back at home, stop your ISP from traffic shaping and messing with the quality internet access you're paying good money for. You can connect from multiple machines at once, including your smartphone or tablet, and it supports all the secure standards, including OpenVPN and SSTP. Bypass sensors and surveillance with your own secure VPN connection. Go to vpn.pagosity.tv. Something else we already knew, MSNBC is one of the most horribly biased news outfits in existence. The latest proof of this is their blacklisting of journalist Glenn Greenwald. Greenwald, if you recall, was the lead journalist behind the release of the Edward Snowden leaks, and despite the fact that he's politically affiliated with the left, his dedication to real fact-checking made him skeptical of Russiagate from the very beginning. And that is why MSNBC doesn't like him. He told Megyn Kelly on her podcast that MSNBC has blacklisted him from appearing on any of their shows because of his vocal opposition to the misinformation the news media, and MSNBC in particular, was spewing over the Trump-Russia collusion conspiracy theory. Quote, Once I became a critic of Russiagate, I basically got banned from the network because I became a critic of their coverage of it. Kelly asked him, Are you saying you're banned from MSNBC? Greenwald responded, yeah, I'm totally, formally banned. MSNBC denies this, but Greenwald said that he wasn't the only left-leaning journalist to be punished for daring to question Russiagate like any good journalist should. Quote, I was told this in 2017 and early 2018 by two separate producers with two separate shows that they were told never to book me. I should also add that it's not just me, but several liberal left journalists, including Matt Tybee and Jeremy Scahill, who used to regularly appear there and stopped once they expressed criticism of MSNBC's Russiagate coverage and skepticism generally about the narrative. Something else to keep in mind whenever you hear a news report about, well, anything really. We live in a world where light bulbs connect to the internet, and recent attacks on them prove that your online security is under threat like never before. Not only your websites, but the internet-enabled devices you buy. And the biggest problem is weak passwords. That's why you need LastPass. LastPass allows you to randomly generate strong, unique passwords on the web and on your internet-enabled devices, all protected by one master password. 
LastPass sets up in minutes and gives you secure automatic logins throughout the web, synchronizing across all your browsers, all your computers, and even your mobile devices, at home, at work, or on the road. It even securely stores sensitive form data, including credit card numbers, backup sensitive documents, software licenses, Wi-Fi logins, and more. And with LastPass Premium, you can get these benefits on other applications, manage passwords for your entire family, and also get priority customer support. Sign up at password.bogosity.tv for a free month of LastPass Premium. Log in securely everywhere using the last password you'll ever have to remember. Go to password.bogosity.tv and get LastPass now. And now it's time to steganographize this week's biggest bogan emitter. And this week it goes to the U.S. Treasury Department, who has warned that they're going to get this fine victims of ransomware attacks. As if they didn't have enough to worry about as it is. As we've covered, losses due to ransomware attacks have skyrocketed in recent years. They've gotten clever, making their ransom demand significantly less than the cost of recovering from backup, although still pretty steep. Well, those who pay or facilitate payments of ransomware demands could run afoul of regulations from the Treasury's Office of Foreign Assets Control, or OFAC, if they're not licensed to be money transfer agents. They could be fined up to $20 million. The FBI, as well as cybersecurity groups, have tried to dissuade people from paying ransomware since it only helps to enable further attacks. But it's hard not to sympathize with a firm that's faced with either paying the ransom or suffering immense losses that could threaten the business itself. But OFAC wants to go further, saying that persons and firms subject to U.S. jurisdiction can be held to strict liability, even if they didn't know they were sending money to a prohibited person. We've talked before about the concept of mens rea and why it's so important. Mens rea is completely gone here. I mean, holding them liable at all is ridiculous. They're paying under duress. You can't be held responsible for things you do under duress. I mean, a mugger points a gun at you, you give me your wallet, and then the government fines you for enabling muggers? Huh? I mean, how are you even supposed to know who you're sending the money to and whether or not they're OFAC sanctioned or not? It's usually just something like a Monero address. You have no idea who's on the other end. Hey, Treasury, while you're at it, why don't you find Microsoft for making a sucky OS that allows this to happen? Why don't you sanction the FCC for insisting that we all use TCPIP, a substandard protocol even by 1970s standards, that didn't even use a session layer and thus has no authentication? Why don't you just shut down the entire internet while you're at it? This is victim-blaming, nothing more. Actually, it's a cash grab. It really seems like the Treasury is wanting their cut of all that sweet ransomware moolah. So all of that makes the Treasury Department this week's biggest bogun emitter. I want to tell you about the eyeglasses I've been wearing for years. As people can see on my videos, I have a very strong prescription, which makes glasses more expensive, especially when I need computer glasses, reading glasses, prescription sunglasses, and most expensively, progressive lenses for general everyday wear. To save money while still getting quality glasses, I get them from Fermu. In fact, I just got a pair of progressives with high-index aspherical lenses and a nice pair of frames my wife loves for just over $100. It would have been $500 to get them through my eye doctor. 
Not only do they look good, the glasses are durable. I've worn many pairs for several years without problems. All orders come with a 30-day return policy, a 3-month warranty, and one-on-one customer service. Go to Firmu, that's F-I-R-M-O-O dot Bogosity dot TV anytime you need quality glasses at a low price. Once again, that's Firmu dot Bogosity dot TV. And now let's coagulate this week's Idiot And this week it goes to Ireland, whose court ruled that the bread in Subway sandwiches doesn't count as bread. That's it, everyone. Satire is over. Shut down, Onion. Pack it up, Babylon B. There's no point anymore. The distinction is important, because Ireland's value-added tax means that makers of pastries, cakes, brownies, etc. pay the tax, but bread doesn't have a VAT attached because it's an essential foodstuff. A Subway franchise owner, Bookfinders Limited, appealed an order that its bread wasn't really bread at all and therefore was liable for the VAT. Their appeal was denied by a five-judge court. Apparently they're saying it's not really bread because of the sugar content. It also makes a difference that Subway heats their sandwiches because apparently bread stops being bread when it's hot. I don't know. Brickbats also to the New York Post, who in their coverage reported... According to nutrition facts posted by the Subway, a 6-inch white bread roll has 5 grams of sugar, similar to that of an Oreo cookie. What they don't mention is that an Oreo cookie weighs a lot less than the Subway roll. At 11.3 grams, an Oreo is 45% sugar. According to their own link, a 6-inch sub roll is 71 grams, making it only about 7% sugar. And sugars, by the way, include all simple carbohydrates, both monosaccharides and disaccharides, and includes the sugars you naturally get in fruit, vegetables, grains, and dairy, not just the sucrose that we normally think of as being sugar. And in case you're wondering, according to the same website the Post uses, it's about the same amount of sugar you'd get in two slices of Wonder Bread, and less than you'd get in two slices of Pepperidge Farms oatmeal bread. Two slices of the Kroger brand only has 4 grams of sugar, but it's only 54 grams, and so percentage-wise, that is still more than Subway bread and would qualify as not being bread at all, according to Ireland. It really doesn't seem like the sugar content in Subway's bread is unusual at all. So all of that makes Ireland this week's... Idiot Well, that wraps up this I love him, but someday I'm gonna knock him on his ass edition of the Bogosity Podcast. I hope you enjoyed it. If you did, please keep this podcast going by subscribing and supporting in one of several different ways you can find at donate.bogosity.tv, including PayPal, cryptocurrency, or subscribing at Patreon or Subscribestar to listen early and ad-free. Also, please come to discord.bogosity.tv where you can join the discussion and post a question, statement, news article, or rant. Thank you for listening. Until next time, here's a quote from Learned Hand. Over and over again, courts have said that there is nothing sinister in so arranging one's affairs as to keep taxes as low as possible. Nobody owes any public duty to pay more than the law demands. Taxes are enforced exactions, not voluntary contributions. To demand more in the name of morals is mere can't. 
The Bogosity Podcast is licensed under Creative Commons Attribution, not commercial, or derivative 4.0 international license. Do you have children or nieces or nephews? Are you homeschooling or just want to counter some of the socialist indoctrination most children get in school? If so, go to bogosity.tv slash Tuttle Twins and you'll be taken to a website where you can get some great books for elementary age children. The Tuttle Twins books are books about liberty and free market economics that include children's versions of Bastiat's The Law, Leonard Reed's I Pencil, and Hayek's The Road to Serfdom, as well as books about the Federal Reserve and how regulations protect business cronies. They'll learn about the harm caused by eminent domain or regulations passed in the name of safety and fundamental concepts of liberty. And as you can see from the sample pages on the website, they're all easy to read and nicely illustrated. They're just $9.99 apiece, or get a special discount as well as free bonuses when you purchase all five. You can even buy in bulk to donate to schools and local libraries. So get the Tuttle Twins books at bogosity.tv slash Tuttle Twins.